Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome back to another episode of Pixel Hunt. My name is Malcolm Cano, and joining me in the studio are our repeat offenders, Mr. Michael Carl. Hello. Mr. James Baker. Good evening. Mr. Tyler Durr. Hey. And Mr. Atril Salazar. Hello in the house. Hello, hello. Good to see you all again. How's everybody doing? Amazing. Just just pretend you haven't been seeing us. Yeah, I don't know. For the past few it's weeks. It's not for me, it's for the people listening. <laughs> I, How are you doing? I know, it's the way you phrased it. Yeah. Uh, trying to be personable and stuff, you know? Like a good radio host. I played Super Mario Odyssey for four hours straight you, today. You keep... I, I honestly, I come downstairs and every time it's like, it's you playing the Switch. Mario Odyssey. And then I watched Parks and Rec for another two hours. Heck yeah. It's been a good day. I'm really glad to hear that. Yeah. I distributed a bunch of stuffed animals around the haunted bookshop today, so it was a good day. That is adorable. Adorable. That is pretty sweet. And I uh, fought food poisoning, but you know, I came back stronger than ever, boys. That's right. Just for us and the fans, right? Yep. Mm -hmm. Gotta keep myself cured fast. Thank you. Thank you for coming on. I'm... And if at any point you you need to go, no, we no, I, it was two days ago. So All right, I, it's two days long, and I'm ready. I'm walking and talking. So I I've been fighting. He made his constitution saves. Yeah, mm -hmm. <laughs> two days ago. Yeah, <laughs> took a hot minute, but we're gonna start everything as we normally do with some of the new releases. So this week, uh, not a not a ton coming out, uh, but. We have Yoshi's Crafted World coming to the Switch on March 29th. Uh, Tropico 6 coming out on PS4, Xbox One, and PC on March 29th as well. Uh, Assassin's Creed 3 uh, Assassin's Creed 3 Remastered slash Liberation Remastered on the PS4, Xbox One, and PC on March 29th. Uh, American Ninja Warrior is coming out on the PS4, Xbox One, and Switch on March 31st. Don't you sigh. <laughs> Don't you sigh. The show's good. I don't know what the game's going to yeah, be I like. I don't know what the... I also disagree with the, the it's game. It's in VR. <laughs> Honest, I mean, I don't know how you do that, but... It's disgusting. <laughs> Bomber Crew Complete Edition is coming to the PS4 and Switch on April 2nd. Darksiders War Mastered Edition is coming out on the Switch on April 2nd. Super Dragon Ball Heroes World Mission is coming to the Switch and PC on April 5th. Oh, and really? that's where we'll, we'll cut it for that. Exciting. Wait, Dragon Ball Heroes? Dragon Ball, uh, Super Dragon Ball Heroes. Is World it? Isn't, isn't that that really, like, intense, like, fan service game, like, where there's just, like, they just throw in everything, like, you got Super Saiyan God, Super Saiyan Broly, like, we got that. What? We got that. Because there's a game that released, I can't remember, I think it was on the DS, and I think it was Dragon Ball, Super Dragon Ball Heroes, and it was, like, it was, like, all this, just think of anything in Dragon Ball. Like, Super Saiyan 4 versus Super Saiyan Blue. And it was like, okay, let's put them up against each other. And they have all that in the same story. If that's the same game, then that's good. You know, it's good to port that over. I'm just saying, like, it's an interesting one. I think it's a turn-based one, too, so yeah. Hopefully it's like Sonic Heroes. Okay, listen. <laughs> Hopefully it's not. <laughs> you listen here, young man. Sonic Heroes is a fine game. And it has its it has its moments and sure uh it's very repetitive and you have to do essentially complete the game three times and the writing is really bad and some of the level design besides the first level are really bad uh 
I'm uh, really you know what? Afraid. Never mind. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Whoa. Okay. It's almost like it never had value in the first place. Okay. Well, I <laughs> whoa, played it a whoa, lot, whoa. and I, I had a lot of fun with it when I was. Oh young. yeah. No. No. I, I get it. I have a ton of games that I played when I was a kid that I still love. But man, ooh. I know they're bad. Yeah. They yeah. are. They are objectively bad games. These yes. ones that we look back on with such fondness. And, and then we look back at them with a critical eye, and or like, we have a critical mm. eye turned on them by our friends, and we get all defensive. And yeah, yeah. yeah. But it's a really good. Oh, oh no, no, it's the, not. no. Uh, the <laughs> no, experience it's not. was really fun, you guys. Look, Sonic Riders will always be a gem. Ah, that's pretty good. It was fun, and it's funny because that's it's. You always realize when someone else confronts you about it, and it's the second you start trying to defend it. The yeah. second, it's it doesn't take long. No, it's like as soon as you start yeah, trying to list merits, all of a sudden, shattered. Yeah, all of a sudden, your brain just just switches and you realize that's what we're all about no. here: shattering childhood nostalgia. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> we really, to... really hate the color rose yep. in glasses. You get out of here. Just, we stomp on it as hard as we possibly can. Yes. yes. I feel like that's. I, I remember you bought Sonic Heroes just to possibly play it. I think yes. More uh, of like, I was like, like it was really it. cheap at the GameStop, and I was like, oh, this will be a nice, it'll be fun. Yeah. Maybe. And I remember, <laughs> I remember talking to you about it. I asked you why you bought it, and then I think I remember you were just like, oh, it's a pretty, it's a pretty good, it's a pretty good game. I played it when I was a kid. <laughs> and then I said, is it? And then Mike put a, put an end to that. He was like, what's that, nostalgia? No, 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 no. Get out of here. You, you were immediately, you thought about it for a second, and you are just like, no. No, oh it's not. Wait. It's, it's a fun button has been alerted. That's right. Much like Blizzard. You can't have that. Oh, no. You, you silence the fun button. Too, too much you fun. It. You break it so it can no longer be pressed. I actually have... The Pixel Hunt Fun Police are on their way. That's right, and it's all of us. But... Uh, there is some really big news in the world of uh, video game uh, shows on Netflix, which is hmm? outside of Castlevania, and now this oh. new game. Uh, Alex Preston, the developer of Hyperlight Drifter, is pairing with Netflix in order to make an animated adaptation of Hyperlight Drifter. Wait, the game I played with you that made no yeah, sense, Mike? that one. Yeah, yeah. What? That one. Yes. The surreal Zelda. Yes. That's awesome. I'm, I'm oh. very excited. And so... Um, in an interview with Polygon, Preston said the series is still in its early stages and looking for writers, uh, but the team is also considering how the game's top-down, no-dialogue, atmospheric gameplay can translate to TV and what the visual style should use. I assume they're probably going to go along the, the Samurai Jack route, where like there's probably not going to be a lot of spoken dialogue, significant amount of stylized action. I'm very, I'm very Wait. excited. Hyper, what was it called? Hyper, Hyper Light Drifter. Drifter. It's a, a is it, is a that top dude with the sand, like the katana, like like yes. the, the lightsaber katana. Yeah, the yeah. little red blue dude. Oh yeah, yeah that's yeah. the same people who made El Shaddai. It's a, uh, it's it's the same company that made a, uh, it was a game. Yeah, it's they made El Shaddai. It's like a fallen angels, you know, like talk. It's like it's it's like they're talking about like the whole fallen angel thing with like the Bible and all that stuff. But, but it's like it's like really fun game though. Tales of Symphonia. No, I love that game. Tales of Symphonia. <laughs> you guys should look uh, it up. I'll show you guys right after. But yeah, yeah um, so not just that, but not only is the guy who's working on Hyperlight Drifter and who worked on Castlevania working on those two, but he's also working on a Devil May Cry TV series a and a confirmed Assassin's Creed television series. Hmm. Like, he's making an entire, what he calls, 
His goal is to create a video game multiverse and effectively become the video game guy of the TV and film industry. Um, so we, but if if Castlevania is anything to go on, this might be promising. So, do we talk to this guy to get us on Netflix? Yes, that's right. <laughs> uh, we get. Well, first we, we need to be made be into a game. Uh, I, yes, I, I deserve was, to be on Netflix. Ooh. I was pretty sure we had some face for radio uh, going on well, over here. Right. Speak for no, yourself. No, no, no. The, the animators can fix all of this. Oh, yes. Okay, I forgot. <laughs> yeah, well, just, just chibi us up. Yep, we'll be just adorable little guys. Yeah. Um, so, I, I'm a, a couple of questions have been raised with translating a game like this. And we have talked about video game adaptations into movies... Uh, but we actually haven't talked that much about shows. We did discuss Quantum Break, which was interesting. Um, and we are also going to look at a couple of these. But how I with Hyperlight Drifter, I think they're good. Like, it's the same reason why a Legend of Zelda series would be kind of difficult. Just because, like, if they took Breath of the Wild and made it into a show, it'd just be a guy out in nature kind of walking around. Uh, and so... I wonder what exactly they're going to do or how the gameplay is supposed to translate into the actual show. Yeah, because from what I've played of the game, it never explains exactly what is going on ever. It's only in, like, not even words. You get no. pictographs. No, yeah. it. I, it's going to be interesting. It will, yeah. I think so. And I'm, I'm really excited. I don't know. Do you guys have any... Are you psyched for a Devil May Cry series? Uh, and Castlevania got confirmed for a third season. So. Yes. I would, I'm, I'm stoked for a Double May Cry. If they do it, if they do it right, and if they don't, if they don't DMC it, but like actually, yeah, Double May Cry. No, it. no Dante. Yeah, Dante. <laughs> yeah, no Dante. Don't, but there's there's Dante, and then there's Dante. Yeah, the bad version. Because I I know I know the guy who you're talking about who's talking about doing the video game multiverse and the pictures. You know, he's kind of doing. I was like, okay, I can see, I can see that what he's throwing in there. But yeah. um... Yeah, I, I'm kind of stoked for this guy. You know, I, I have hopes, you know. I want to see what he comes out with. And, uh, yeah, you know, if I, have, I feel confidence in this. Netflix has made some really good shows. And, yeah, if they could pull this one off, I'll be stoked to kind of see video game adaptations of, you know, I mean, video, I mean, show adaptations of video games and stuff done right. So, here's a question. How do you, and how do you sustain and keep your attention on a non-interactive run? Of something like Hyper Light Drifter. You don't do it on the run itself. You mm -hmm. do a peripheral story. Interesting. What do you mean by that? Uh, you you take a character from that universe. Mm -hmm. Possibly not the main character. I don't know enough about how Hyper Light Drifter works. It's not even named. It's, it's like just a name. Drifter. Yeah, just Drifter. So just not, the drifter. not the Drifter. Someone peripheral to the Drifter. Someone that you meet, maybe, but mm -hmm. not that person. Mm -hmm. And you tell a story in that universe with that other character as your protagonist that maybe occasionally touches on the drifter but is about something else and tells a different story mm -hmm. because if you're removing the interactivity the original story isn't going to be enough yeah you don't you don't need it there necessarily. um you you want something else you want something that is a different story that will stand up to the rigors of a different medium. Nice. That's what I would say. I, I I agree with that at least. I think that I think peripheral is definitely the way to go. Especially like I think um we've seen something like this in a pseudo narrative experience with Tales from the Borderlands, where uh it's a it's a really good story, but it 
there there like no real vault hunters it kind of focuses on the world and and like the vault hunters sometimes show up but they're not main characters well actually this might be a bit of a non sequitur but i think i heard that the tales from the borderlands characters will be appearing in borderlands 3 yes borderlands 3 was recently announced and i yes yes Suck it, Mike. So they, Suck it. So they can <laughs> Maybe it'll be good. Yeah, I'm not going to say it won't be good. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe it'll be good. So one of my biggest things is like, I noticed that a lot of these games are starting to actually, like a lot of old series are starting to come back in the recent age. Don't Make Cry, Borderlands, you know, whatever game that's been coming out lately. And they still, and Valve can't still make... <laughs> Half-Life 3. No, no they don't work in threes. Don't, I don't... No. We do, they, Valve will never make it. It doesn't matter. It's they, gone. Just, I, don't know, I don't know how science fiction you guys are, but there's... Uh, Arth, I think it was Arthur C. Clarke wrote Rendezvous with Rama. Ooh, and this is about aliens who come to Earth and they do everything in threes. Okay. If Valve was an alien race, oh, Lord. they would be actively at war with the Ramans. <laughs> just wrong. Because they hate the number three. It's like Mista's fear of four. Yes, but to perfectly <laughs> rationalized. Uh, yeah, no, it, everything bad happens when fours pop up. Um, but yes, and so I, I think that I I am excited. I think that this has a lot of promise, and I I am excited for the idea of a, a video game multiverse, so to speak. Hmm. Like that opens up interesting opportunities for crossover fan fiction. Yeah, you guys. Could... As if we needed more of yes. those. Yes. You guys could get your XCOM show in there. I. Whoa. Oh. oh I yes, we that. need to sit down and talk. We about do that. actually need to. Like, oh. let's, let's go plot that out when we get. It, it would. Yeah. All right. Well, script. Later tonight. Much later tonight. Um. I remember that episode. But yes, I. Oh, XCOM animated XCOM would be so cool. Um. So yeah. I think that would be pretty interesting. Also, in, uh, what is it? I guess you'd call this adaptation news. Uh, there has been some Notch controversy news. Oh, wait, I, I re- get yeah. ready. Uh, because Microsoft has recently uh, removed references to, uh, Microsoft has removed all reference to Microsoft creator Marcus Notch Presson from the game. Uh, what yeah. Game? So the, the Minecraft. The quotes made by Notch and the work of Notch have been scrubbed from the game as part of the latest patch, because he sold it to them in 2014. But uh, yeah, I mean, still have the guy's memory, and they're like, yeah, I, you know, it was. Not, I understand. Yeah, he sold off the, you know, sold out the game to Microsoft. But I mean, like, at least have the original credit. Unless he, well, he is still said, credited as the game's creator. Yeah. Okay. Good. But yeah. He has been removed from the game. Or essentially, mention of him has been removed from the game. Minus oh, okay. the credits, I believe. Yes. Okay. 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 So he's not in the in-game it's, stuff itself. Yeah, it's anymore. not like made by Notch or Notch. You won't, you won't find game. Notch anywhere except in the, the gameplay. Yeah. Yeah. But you'll find him in the credits. Yeah. But not in the game. Or like original yeah. creator by Notch or something like that. Yeah, yeah I think so. So at okay, least with that regard, I I don't think it's that bad. I think Microsoft has. A, I mean, he sold it to them. Uh, I, they can kind of do with it what they want, or should, sh- like an author, should he be allowed to, should his name be stamped in there and can't be removed, or? I, so, maybe this is just me being so used to uh, properties where you have multiple developers doing all kinds of crazy things, but I feel like there's gotta be room 
to leave references to him in the game. Right. I mean, especially given that it is a multiplayer experience that gets so wildly modded so frequently. Yeah. Um, like, one or two references? I, I don't know how many they scrubbed is he, part of the problem. Right. It was a few. And it's also in light of his kind of, like, like his controversial and troubling tweets his twitter persona his, his twitter persona has also in that's in my opinion that's also one of the reasons why microsoft has been kind of removing distancing because like there's what one of them reads like i'd rather be a fascist female reproductive organ than a feminine male reproductive organ not really appropriate huh? yeah i i, I censored really it there know what that means yes. Yes. yeah they spend oh. the rest of this show unpacking that There's just statement. a lot happening I, there. And because so, that's a lot. Yes. <laughs> Your Honor, we don't have enough time to unpack yeah. all of this. <laughs> but the gist of it is. Like, the gist not... of it is I have no qualms about Microsoft's removal of this man's name anymore. Right, and, exactly. Right. And, that, and it's, it's exactly that of like, I, I believe that work should be divorced from the author. I, I In this case... I completely understand that, like, put him in the credits. That's fine. But, like, he doesn't directly own the series or control it, so, like, eh? I mean, is he starting a problem with this? No. I'm not, I'm not saying. What Notch and his billions can go and, like, yeah, I'm whatever. Say, like, he's, he's, he's probably doing well off. I mean, if he's complaining about it, it's not like CD Projekt Red in the well, right. with Witcher. Well, that's a different story. I think yeah, I was going to bring that up. Ooh. I think his problem, or at least he said on Twitter, correct me if I'm wrong, is that he's so rich now that he's not able to relate to the common man. That's correct. So he is, like, lonely. He's very lonely. Oh. He has trouble connecting with people because he, um... Created Minecraft. Because yeah. he's too rich. <laughs> he's too rich. Guys. As I wipe my tears with these Benjamins. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds ridiculously unsanitary. Oh, yeah. So I, oh. I hope you get pink eye. <laughs> That's that's why you get fresh bills. Yeah, that's fresh right. Hundreds. As oh. Notch, you could afford fresh Benjamins. You, I would love it if he's like, I I'm, I don't use uh, old hundred dollar bills because they're wet with my tears. I have to get new ones. <laughs> wipe those away. Imagine how many mine coins he can buy. The currency within Minecraft, they, they, I think they call them mine coins or something like that. Is yeah. there a currency in that? Yeah. So, no, no, no. So, so they have like an in game store for like people who like make maps and stuff. So, like, people can make maps and then sell them on mm -hmm. like, or like basically advertise them within like the Minecraft like stores. Like, hey, you know, be creator maps and stuff. I, I bought a couple and you know, just try it out and stuff to see how the service works. It's decent, but uh, yeah, they call them mine coins. I'm just like thinking, like, oh, he can basically rebuy Minecraft. All those. The shadow puppet of Minecraft notches returned. <laughs> Honestly, that sounds like that sounds like a heck of a name for a sequel. Shadow of Minecraft: The Return of Notch. Notch in the background. Ooh, so spooky and sinister. When you when you go to the end, it's not actually the end because there are these shadowy tendrils that just like trail up into the sky, and if you build your way up them, you can get to a place that's just modeled after Notch's apartment. It's just <laughs> Elderich horror. There's a, there's a laptop open with a Twitter that's like, I'm so sad. <laughs> Random fascist. See? tweets yeah. pictured on I the walls. I don't know, man. 
I, I, and while I, pre I think that it is appropriate to pay homage to an author and to maybe provide references, but it's kind of a give and take. If an author abandons or sells a series, they don't really get to, 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 to you can't, you're, you've opted out, you've sold your baby. Uh, much like uh, what happened with the creator or the writer for the Witcher series, who yeah. like doesn't like video games and thinks they're dumb. Uh, but then didn't count on the amazing Whoops. success. Yeah. <laughs> Did not count on the success of the Witcher games. And even to this day, despite getting a bunch of royalties, complaining about how he's not getting enough royalties, still doesn't like video games. Or doesn't really doesn't care about the games. It will and wants more. And wants yeah, more. Yeah, wants still more money wants more. from mm. the games, despite saying initially outright rejecting he's like because he doesn't care his association with the game yep. yeah yeah because he didn't think they were gonna do well and what did he learn absolutely nothing well, by yeah, the sound the of point. it that's the point he of the showed, story yeah he showed he had no understanding of the industry for one right. and how well regarded that series was not only in poland but by the third game Just... already pretty well regarded in the states yes and, and so, everywhere else. I don't know. Do you think that, like, do you think authors should be should always have some kind of access to their work? Like, of course, you should always credit them. Put put the credit where the credit is due. And if they worked on the game, like, yeah, credit them. Or they they're, they're like, if he was the original writer at the end of the game, put a put some credits. But like outside of that, I think that's the only thing that a game studio is beholden to when it comes to that type of thing. I, I mean, to answer that question, I would say it really comes down to the passion the person had behind it, and it, it's the whole thing. I think you said it like earlier. That's a joke. Like, sold your baby. I mean, like, if you made something, that's gonna be like a baby to you, you know, honestly. And if you just, I know you're gonna make an extra quick buck and stuff like that, but to sell your product off for you know a large amount of money, yeah, yeah, it's one thing to be like, hey, you know, the original creator in the credits was by this particular post person, you know, like, example, Notch. But like, if you if you've yeah you know, sold it off to another company, you left it to them to kind of do your own thing. Now looking at this whole thing in a more broader perspective, like, I mean, it wouldn't be the creators, the people who currently are making the game, wouldn't be really their fault for kind of removing your name from other parts to kind of like, oh, and now it's created by Microsoft and all that stuff, you yeah. know. So it's not really, it, I would say it really depends on what the person who sold the game, if they sold it or not, or what the deals they kind of like, kind of made before they kind of sold it, you know, the contracts and stuff. Like, oh, at least keep my name in there saying, oh, you know, keep my references still in there, you know? Yeah. Okay. It, really, it really depends on the person who's selling it. I think we can't really answer that question so broadly. There are too many other factors that could play into it to just give a direct answer and say yes we should or no we shouldn't allow author authorial meddling I guess yeah. in a product because it really just depends entirely on who they sold their product to what's been made of it what kind of meddling they're trying to do um, whether that sort of meddling would in fact be beneficial um, whether yeah. you can predict that and um, I don't know I think it, there's a lot of like it's it, it's a really great thing when an author can like can help with a brand like that. Yeah, and like, it's lovely. Yeah, you do fan outreach, talk to your fans about like how you like what it was like to make the story, or like in the in the Witcher series, like it, it can. It's a. I'm sure like the Witcher games have have led to an, an immense increase in purchases of his books. 
I'm sure the audience... I know, I know that's the only reason Nick Coulson bought the books. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah, that's the only reason I read the books is because I've heard of it and I've seen the series and they're really good. And I like Geralt's character a lot. So, like, I and I would have never heard of this obscure fantasy Polish author. Like, this obscure Polish fantasy. Wait a minute. He's a real <laughs> author. You know what I mean. From Poland. <laughs> And he real writes. Authors. He's a real author from real Poland, and he writes real books about a fantasy Poland. Fantasy Poland, yes. <laughs> is it a fantasy Poland? It is essentially a fantasy. Yeah, it uses a lot of Slavic uh, mythology. Not at my house. And he hates fantasy games about a fantasy Poland. Yes, he does. But he likes his fantasy books. All right, guys. And his money. It's about. I mean, who doesn't like their money? It, it's about that time of the evening, fellas. Oh, it's my favorite part. It's time for the weather. Currently in Iowa City, it's 57 degrees Fahrenheit. It's warm. It's kind of cloudy. Uh, but guys, what does it feel like? I'm going to say 54. Okay. I'm going to say 56. 52. I was going to say 54, so I'll go 53. Okay. <laughs> Feels like 55. Uh, it's a tie. Okay. Oh, <laughs> Well, I, in a tie, don't I win? No, neither of you win. Well, because isn't that the rule where if you go over, we go to the. Oh, we do right. go Price is Right. Yeah, all right. Yeah. <clears throat> some... Plus, your name is Tyler. That's Ooh. right. So it defaults to me, I guess, even <laughs> if I'm not included in the tie. You win this time. Tyler. So congratulations <laughs> on winning the weather. Yay! It is, in fact, 57 yeah. degrees, yeah, you... but it feels like. 55. You gents now have to buy me Culver's after this. That is not... Nope. No, nope. do not. That's adorable that you think that's going to work. <laughs> you're not, no. You don't win anything. In uh -oh. fact, it's... Yeah. In fact, you're buying us Culver's to celebrate your victory. As, <laughs> as Weather Master. You no. do get to call yourself the Weather Master, though. At least for this week. Yeah, for this week, you can call yourself the Weather Master. We'll see. <laughs> Don't tempt my ego like that. Yeah. It's <laughs> I, the clothes. weather master. Um, so, yeah. We uh, also, to the future now, uh, there are some games that are coming out, one of which, uh, Remedy's newest game called Control, uh, seems like a really interesting take on a sort of uh, surrealist kind of shadowy game. Uh, it's meant to take place in this building that is run by this covert government agency that handles a bunch of supernatural things and you play the director and she is work fighting her way through the building of the like through the central building where they hold all this stuff because something's gone wrong or something's gotten out and you have to like run around and like these people the the trailers have showed people like suspended in or yeah just suspended in midair not moving these strange things um sounds kind of like prey yeah it's a bit like Ooh, prey. yeah and so like it, it it looks pretty exciting well they have keytars that's all i care about keegan really keegan the keytar he comes back keegan michael keytar <laughs> yes that's right <laughs> i'm also excited for him um so uh, according to uh and so uh gamesindustry.biz your gamer sat down with um what is it? They sat down with the game director, Michael Kassurian. We're going to try that one. 
um, to highlight some concepts of the of the world itself. And uh, he says that when you look at all of our previous games, you always started off from a place of realism or believability. We take something people understand and can relate to, and then we make it a bit weird. But with control, it's right from a get-go of strange. So it's even more important for us to retain that believability, even though we have supernatural abilities and there's a believability to it. Uh, for instance, we still want to obey the rules of gravity, even though you can t telekinetically pick up things, uh, and things have weight, momentum, and impact. And it's important for us that this game doesn't feel like you're doing spells, creating fireballs. In other game worlds, um, those things are static and passive ideas. Nobody even asks the question of, what is that thing? What is happening and why? We want control to feel real and avoid that kind of passivity. Um, and so I wanted to talk a bit about that. Like, what, what are you guys' thoughts on, on that concept for the game itself? I like the idea of a game that puts you in an ostensibly real-world situation mm -hmm. and then starts giving you telekinetic and pyrokinetic and cryokinetic and on and on and on um, powers. I, I mean, that sounds like a blast to me. Uh, pun very much intended. Um, I don't know how they're going to pull that off. I suppose it would depend on what they're going to include. Like, telekinesis, I can see how you would model that as just, like, okay, so you have this much force worth of telekinetic power that you can exert at this range, so you can pick up objects that are this heavy and impart this much force to them, which will dictate how far you can, how far away you can pick them up, how far you can throw them once you've picked them up. Um... But for things like pyrokinesis, that's gonna be funky. Like, yeah. are you gonna create a jet of flame out of nothing? Right. Are you only gonna be able to uh, to manipulate fires that are already there? Exactly. So, like, um, the, yeah, it's like how. So, if you want to make these supernatural abilities seem more believable, like there's a there's a an additional challenge because a lot of times people are willing to just be like, oh yeah, fireball shoots out of your hand or whatever but it's like it's very difficult to be like okay but how is that why is that fireball where does that fireball come from yeah and like we don't even we, if they don't even want it associated with the word fireball then it should never be a thing leaving your hand right i like the um, idea of controlling fire pre-existing fire that yeah and i mean if if this facility is in as much danger as it, they seem to be indicating fires breaking out is not unreasonable yeah so according to the um so the, the 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 whole game takes place in a in this location called the oldest house, um, and it yeah uh, and it gets invaded by these by the hiss. Basically, They're demons. Just, I have no idea. They, apparently, the hiss can distort, warp, and change the laws of physics and reality. It sounds eldritch. It sounds incredibly eldritch. And so, like, it, it's kind of like the the imagine like this big warehouse slash um office building where like the the architecture super minimalist kind of brutal like really different from things like prey and bioshock where it's super stylized so imagine playing through uh imagine playing well okay just being in the environment of a government warehouse in which you might find the likes of the Ark of the Covenant buried a yeah. mile deep in monotonous shelves and stacks of boxes in a warehouse somewhere. 
And that's what you're fighting through. So you could find all kinds of, like, fighting through the basement of the British Museum. Right. With eldritch horrors. Yeah, it seems like it. With Nick Cage. (laughs) I pray not. Oh, man. I'd lose my mind. Um... So yeah, I, I don't know if you guys have any any thoughts on that. Remedy itself, like, also it's an interesting paradigm shift for them, because uh, a lot of their games kind of focus on taking you out of believability and moving you towards the supernatural. Whereas with this game, they're kind of just just kind of slapping you in there. Well, you mentioned like magic abilities beforehand, and you know it's like uh, how you mentioned like it's, it, if you're not gonna disclose like like pyro uh, magic. It's more of the sense of like, oh, it's not just actually like a fireball. I mean, there's many different ways you can probably manipulate that, especially if you're going against creatures that can manipulate uh, and war- uh, manipulate and warp uh, uh, reality in front of you. I mean, there's got to be magic has a probably has a. Re- I mean, it really is the way they explain magic within the game, uh, and plus it's also probably different different types of you know magic. So I, I do like the whole sense of manipulating fire, manipulating fire around you. And of course, the last place you want to do instead of building or a house or something to start a fire but i mean if you're going against enemies that can warp reality and stuff i don't think the fire is going to be the last thing they're going to be you know i don't think a fire is going to be spreading when you get creatures that can warp that to basically disappear you know what i mean like i am i'm just thinking about this in like many different ways where in my head i'm just like why wait what like i'm still trying to process all this (laughs) you could substitute technological ability into that to make it more believable too like oh i have this thing on me that allows me to produce a flame which i then control yeah and and it's stuff like and well it's i think that's why i like the setting of this organization because it's like oh it seems like they they have the ability to you can kind of you have a little more leeway like with alan wake it's kind of hard to be like, ah, yes, he's a novelist who's got superpowers. But in this one, you can be like, oh, it's a government organization. They've got a lot of means. They can kind of do They've stuff. got a lot of means, and depending on what this organization is supposed to have been doing, yeah. they might have a whole lot of freaky, funky stuff squirreled away. I just love the, I love the name of the building, the oldest house. Like, what does that even mean? How do you determine it's the oldest house? I don't know. <laughs> um, like, it doesn't. I, I agree, though, very much with the sense of, like, I'm still just like, what? Oh, I'll be, I'll be oh. interested to see what they do with beings that warp reality. Because yes. we've seen a lot of ways in which that has played out in the past. And, you know, one of the biggest is... Um, Thanos. <laughs> that was not where I was <laughs> going your, with your that. Your home world. Yes, and it was beautiful. Um, Sorry. I was Sorry. thinking, like, as game mechanics... Um, and one of the things that we see when we encounter reality warpers very frequently is um, interface feedback, mm. where your interface starts changing and starts degrading. Sanity's requiem. Yeah. Um, what happens when you can inflict interface feedback on your opponents, even if they're computer generated? What happens when you have an ability that you can use on your opponent that makes their perception off somehow. That makes them think you're over here when over here is actually in a meat grinder. Right. I like the, yeah. And like, like we saw a lot of this in uh, Quantum Break where like you would, it's exactly that where like in Quantum Break, you could like slow down time and run around a bunch of guys and then put it back on and they would have no idea where you went. 
or you could you could do all kinds of like really cool stuff. So yeah, I mean there there are a bunch of elemental forces that you could give players semi control over or the ability to manipulate. So time, space itself, gravity, gravity, um, electricity, um, kinetic energy. I mean, if you if you throw kinetic and potential energy in there, you can do all kinds of wacky, funky stuff. Uh, in quantum, in quantum break, one of the the things that you would do is is if you had a gun, you'd put a little bubble around someone that would slow time all around them and shoot a bunch of bullets at it, and then all at once you'd drop it, and the whole thing would so collapse. And all of the bullets would hit them at the same <laughs> yes. time. And the the build you'd like the, it would flash. Uh, brighter and brighter red with all the kinetic energy and then you'd like pop it and they'd just like go flying. Is that wild? Yes. <laughs> Fare thee well, yeah. fire rats. So like, and what was the setting of the game again? Is it like... This one, so this one takes place inside of like this big government building. And like, no, so you, was it like you're bringing people in here as like a project or something like that? Or? No, so like you are the director of this, uh, of the control department government i don't know but we this don't entity. know what they do yeah. yet this con- this oh. entity called control and they've been infiltrated by these things called the hiss and you are the director and you have to repel them i don't we don't know anything else okay and i okay. think that that is fine i like it like they have plenty of time to make lore stuff happen when it sounds like that might be part of the game is right. not knowing exactly what's going on as you're going in as the player right and maybe the this air of, of mystery is also intentional and i think it's actually a pretty good thing i i like i prefer the the route of like don't explain like if you want just don't explain a bunch about your game just say like this is the type of game or like show some real gameplay and don't say anything else and just let that speak for itself in it. I mean, if you're definitely making an Eldritch horror type game, or not even horror, but in the sense of like an Eldritch type game, uh, you never want to spoil like <clears throat> anything when it comes to like the story. Like, yeah, show the monsters, you say like show some gameplay or something like that, but do not say anything. Like you probably give like some context, like, oh, in this trailer, you know, you saw this and blah, 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 like part gameplay features, but never like really give out the story. I mean, it's up to the players to kind of figure out whether the game might be a little abstract when it comes to its storytelling, but yeah. So yeah, according to the the game developer, their approach for this one was rather than to create a a character and build a world around them, they built a world that they put a character in, but they wanted to build the world first. Um, So like the director isn't named and it's kind of just like player character. Um, So like Alan Wake and and, uh, Quantum Break both focus very heavily and are centered on the actual individuals. They're the ones that hold all the power. They're the ones that the, the, the entire universe revolves around. But I like this idea of like, this is a bigger world. Things so are there's, happening. There's an interesting um, sense in which they're operating on both sides of Dragon Age's paradigm. Interesting. Um, so Dragon Age does this thing where it has this massive fully built up immersive world and it drops you as the character right in the middle of it but it also gives your character if not like the same amount of emphasis as the uh, Alan Wake and Quantum Break mm-hmm. at least enough that like you have some motive some impetus especially if you're playing a city elf oh dear lord if you're playing a city elf you have motivation um <laughs> it gives you something to run with mm-hmm. um 
that like isn't just you are the player character do player character yeah things. like go be um, a main protagonist go main go protagonist, protagonist harder like they they armor. give you enough to say okay this is who i am this is where i fit in the world where these two games like i like that the the first two or sorry the, the game we're talking about whose name i have since forgotten control, control thank you i wanted to forget it that's why um Control seems to be operating on the side of massive world building mm -hmm. and player character go wild, where the other two are operating on the side of intense character development. Yes. And the world... The just... world is a thing that exists around this character yeah. to support this character. Yes. Um, and I, it's interesting to, to observe that spectrum of um, development... Yeah, I agree. We do have to to hear a quick word. We will be right back after this. And we're back. All right. Yeah, boy, howdy. Um, <laughs> so yeah, to that degree, I think Control is going to be a pretty interesting departure from what Remedy is used to making. And I'm excited about that. I'm going to look up this game. It's uh, some of its earlier, like some of again, like there. I don't think there's really been a lot of real gameplay released, but a lot of their conceptual stuff looks cool. Oh, so. don't worry, I love watching like YouTubers. Like, oh yeah, no, no, let me let me put my two senses in this. And so I like that. Yeah. Uh, so we actually have some news on the uh, esports front. Ah, uh, no, I'm sorry, it's not Soldier Boy. Dang. I know. I wish. I wish it was my boy. I know. I'd <laughs> love. I, I, I want. I want them to crank it. Oh Lord, I want them. But to are crank they cranking it? it? Oh, they will. According to Soldier Boy, they will. But uh, no, this is actually a, a very unlikely source. Mm. GameStop has uh, announced new partnership deals with three Texas-based esports organizations, including the Houston Outlaws, Envy Gaming, and Optic Gaming, uh, to develop in-store content and gaming clinics for stores around texas um what is a gaming clinic he wanted to, so like essentially create uh make GameStops the local neighborhood hub for amateur esports huh so mm. like your local mm. GameStop will have a smash tournament or uh oh. uh yeah uh, or like they're trying this in texas but i think that this is actually a really good way to reinvent GameStop's brand this is That's like smart yeah. Especially because I mean, they, they're dying. Yeah, <laughs> I was going to say, oh man, they need money. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Every time I've gone there lately to like pick up a game or whatever, because I'm like, eh, I got gift cards or whatever. I might as well go there and use them. And I'm the only person in there ever. But you are a person in there. Yeah. They seem surprised. But yeah, and you can kind of tell that they've sort of tried to move towards like shirts, novelty items, uh, mm -hmm. actual collectibles. And that hasn't worked. Not really. Now they're getting into the so, service. Yes. So now they're going to become these places where, like, you just show up and, like... it. But it's interesting because I grew up in a community where my local game store was that. It had tournaments. And, like, I, it wasn't a GameStop or a chain. It was just a local game store. So was it like a... Like a kind of a mix-in of, like, an internet cafe type thing? Or is it, like... Okay, we're hosting these tournaments. We have a back room right over here. Like, I think it'd be a mix of internet cafe and like local game stores that have those too. Yeah, it it sounds like the video game version 
of a place that you go to play Friday Night Magic yeah. or get your Your 40K store. on. Oh, uh, yeah. You just show up, you they'll drop... They'll have them. tables in the back that you can put your laptop on. Or, and they'll they may have PCs yeah. once they get enough like once they get enough in uh, revenue rolling out of it, um, and you just kind of or PCs platforms whatever it is you're going to be playing on, and you just set up and you it, yeah. game. I like the idea of of just like going to your local GameStop on a Friday night, paying five dollars or whatever the entry cost is, and just jumping into some brackets. Does anybody Smash? remember the esports? Uh... The little internet cafe they try to be starting up over in Iowa City. Yeah, no, I, I do not remember that. Yeah, oh. they're, they're, I mean, it, you can still see the sign right up there. They sadly uh, shut down. Ooh. But, uh, but it was the internet cafe that tried starting up. It was Iowa City's first internet cafe. Um, it was going pretty strong for a while. And I went in there a lot, actually, with my friends and stuff. And just that experience, like, alone, I had a lot of such, such, like, so much fun with that. And it's just, uh, I enjoyed it because I brought all my friends there and it's so much. And it's just sad to see it go. But, like, I mean, if they're going to try to pull that up again or try to do something like that with GameStop because it's already established, if, if it works, I'm, I'm happy for yeah. that. So they're actually, so what they're going to be offering includes uh, ways. So they're going to include viewing parties, opportunities to meet esports pros, and actually providing resources for novice players who want to get better at professional uh, video games. So, like, mm -hmm. these will become clinics where you can, like, practice. And if you want, you can hone your skills. You could <sighs> even talk to professional esports that come there. Okay, as long as we're all in agreement to not allow Malcolm to go there no, so I'm he gonna... could be a pro little Mac. Because uh... if that's the case, I will quit and leave the house. <laughs> <laughs> quit the entire house? Yeah, I'm leaving Pixel home. <laughs> I think so. No, man, not. Nah. Well, what are you afraid of? I'm not afraid. It's just the most frustrating thing I've ever experienced in all of my life. He's afraid to get double dunked. It, no. That no, he's not happen. dunking anyone. Uh, double dunk <laughs> did happen. Uh, no, there were no dunks. There were there were kills, yes. Were two, but you were no were dunking anyone pond. ever. Two, two hard fought victims. Um, so, uh, but this is also in service of uh, they have also officially abandoned their plans or their, their intentions to sell the company. Hmm. GameStop in January was in a spot, and if you'll remember from our, like, second episode, second or third episode, we talked about how, like... When I stepped in? Yes. GameStop. Uh, right around, GameStop, more like GameStop. Um, <laughs> oh, yeah. Um, that GameStop was looking to sell, close down a bunch of stores, and were potentially looking to sell the retailer. But hmm. they have announced that they're no longer looking to sell the company. Well, so. someone must have started leading GameStop. Like, it must be like a new director or something like that. Because this is, is such an extra move that I feel like I would never... Well, I didn't even see this coming. No, I nobody saw it. And I think this this is exactly what they needed. Yeah, because GameStop is becoming more... I feel like it's going to be... I mean, it's still probably going to have like the whole, like, you know, coming to a GameStop. Oh, you know, pick up this new game or something like that. Right. But to have this other flavor to it, I was like, oh, yeah, by the way... Because we all know how how popular esports are, it's a basically a billion dollar franchise. Like, let's get more people in here. Let's 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 start advertising it and av like you know making ourselves more like, hey, okay, guys, this is the gaming area too. Like you know what GameStop used to be back in the day, where you went there to buy games. Now you're there to play the games. Now you're there to hang out with friends and make that that unrealistic dream that they try making or try keeping with like they had back then. 
let's just start bringing that back with something a little bit different. We, it shows that we're cool too, kids. You know, we, we, we're all about that esports, you know? Think of the children. So, yeah. Who was you the know? guy that Nintendo just lost? Uh, Reggie, the... Reggie feels M.A. Yeah, so I'm, we're gonna we're gonna see an announcement soon that he has taken over managing <gasps> the product <laughs> placement. Oh, well, no, uh, I, I oh man, he's I legit was... retired. He's retired. He's retired. Well, he's, he's you can't keep a man like Reggie there. He's still what? at Nintendo, right? He's just finishing off. Yeah, he's finishing off. He's, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. But That's after a, after this, he's gonna spend more time with his family and his. You can't keep Reggie down. Yeah, no. I, I'll be honest, like no, but like. If I were the manager of a GameStop, or if I worked with GameStop, that's see, that's who I'd I'd go out and be like, hey, Mr. Fields MA, would you be willing to like just like hang out at one of our like we'd have a viewing party and Reggie Fields MA would be down there, please. Like, they're like, or imagine having him to like officiate a tournament, please. Oh, oh. I would be there. Now the <laughs> biggest thing that they need to do is advertise this. Yes, yeah. and so this will. Oh, were you gonna say something about that? No, you're right. Oh, no, yeah, I was gonna say, yeah. One of the biggest thing they do, they do need to do is uh, advertise this and spread this around because if people are not aware of this, people are not gonna go. Of course, I mean that's how advertisement right. works. So, so like, yeah, how do we how do we take GameStop those those <laughs> dead little islands of nothing and turn them into like cultural like community oases for gamers? How do you get them? How do you get all the gamers to like? Come back to GameStop yeah, and hang the out. Problem. You would have to try and negate all the other bad things that are associated with GameStop so now. That means it's, like it's probably, gonna be a major rebranding initiative. Yes. That's like you're gonna I if if I had to provide if I had to ballpark it, I'd say like strip all of the dumb uh product pushing. Get rid of it. Get like get it out shoot, of there. Shoot. Not, for the love of God, please. Do you, like the last thing people want to hear when they go to a GameStop is like, "Hey, can we get your email so we can like give you all these amazing deals?" Do you want to pre-order? You want to pre like <laughs> no, don't do not do you that. Want a well, especially I feel bad for the employees because they make them walk yes. up to customers yeah. as they're walking in and, and give them. I remember once I got this flyer for promotions and this guy was talking me up about what was on the sheet and I was just thinking. I, I just came in here to buy this game. Exactly. I know exactly what I want to buy. I just want to buy it and leave. And I feel yeah, bad I, for them. I know those employees are thinking the whole time, this is awful. I hate yeah, it. Why I, do I, I still I work here? I do not blame the employees. And that would be so enjoyable for the actual employees now that you guys mentioned because now they can actually enjoy their job yeah, seeing so people now, actually play games. Yes. Right. And they, they can be like, I enjoy games too. Like your local game store. Yeah. yeah. Like yeah. going into Critical exactly. Hit. You it, talk to them about exactly. games. And like, and I think that having local tournaments is a great, way to, it's a great way to do that. It's, it's taking it's co-opt well like it's like GameStop's finally embraced the local game store persona. Hopefully. They're trying. Whether they will achieve success yeah. is And and here's and here's the biggest thing. It all comes down back to the whole advertising thing, because if they can advertise this and get more people to be like, okay, come to a GameStop and rebrand themselves and get rid of all this stupid or if you want to stigma. Stigma uh, <laughs> of this of this Falani, uh, what stuff? I don't know. I, I'm doing all this other stuff. I don't know. Uh, they're gonna push, get away the product pushing part. That will really help out with the 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 reputation that will help out with the rebrand themselves into a better reputation for GameStop. But also, uh, you know, make people 
feel way more comfortable walking into a GameStop. Yes. Maybe I'm, they don't feel like they're being attacked or assaulted by the number and not of just deals. That, not just that, you're not the only person walking into a GameStop <laughs> being insulted or, or attacked. Or you, you walk in to buy the game and then they're assaulting you verbally for why you didn't pre-order it. Yeah, yes. that's what happened. Look, man. Yeah, wait, I really? Was, I was yeah. there, yeah. yeah. <laughs> wait, what? I went Please in to explain. buy Red Dead 2, like, a day after release. Yeah. And I, I wasn't, like, I didn't pre-order it or anything. I don't do that. Yeah. And I wasn't, like, too big. I, I just wanted to get the game. Okay. And I went in. He's like, I recommend pre-ordering next time. You know, we almost didn't have a copy. Uh, though he, he said it more aggressively than that. Yeah. Uh, he seemed kind of upset that I didn't pre-order. That must pre have been the manager. I, it for was... some reason, I can only think of the antagonize button in Red Dead 2. Yeah. <laughs> Perhaps maybe you should have pre-ordered next time. Or yeah, for, that, or was, for, that for was more of the tone, honestly. <laughs> so wait. Uh, and so I was just like, okay, well, I didn't want the game that badly. <laughs> To, to want to pre-order it. I, I think, was just thinking, if they have it, I'll get it. I think he way, got really offended, too, when I made a comment about him having to check your ID because it was M. So I'm like, oh, wow, I can't remember the last time I've had to do that. And he's like, oh, it's just my job, okay? Yeah, yeah, yeah he, he's like, they have cameras on me. I have to do that. I'm not getting fired for this. I'm like, whoa, we're like, whoa, whoa. All right, uh, for those of you joining us at the top of the hour, you're listening to... Carry UI 89.7 FM, Iowa City, Iowa City's former sound alternative. We're having a discussion here on Pixel Hunt about GameStop and being just like smack talked in a GameStop. It's so happened like, to me a lot. So wait, wait, wait. He was like, you've got cameras on me, man. You don't understand. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. It was weird. I can't remember what he said after that, but he offered all of the typical GameStop. Where it's like, it's, I think it's the, it goes, um, if you don't have Power do have Plus like rewards, the, yeah. yeah, then it's like, do you want to pre-order this upcoming game? Uh, like, do you want protection? Yeah, protection, like protection. I do not understand. And I'm pretty sure that's what I said no, and then I can't remember what he said, but he he basically insulted me for not doing it because yeah. it's like he didn't or trust it, me to not break the disc. Or something. I, I can't remember what he said. Something along it, the lines of, "Oh, you're making a mistake." That yeah, or like, I think like, I, I was there for that, right? You no. might have been. I, 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 I know it was, it was just Tyler and I. All right. Yeah. Okay, but listen to this. Listen to listen to this right now. You guys are traumatized because of that experience. <laughs> or walking into yeah. a GameStop. That's the problem. I just got there watching a video of this guy, uh, uh, this YouTuber, who tells stories of what what happens at the times he used to work at GameStop. Yeah. And he used to talk about all the product pushing they forced him to do, but of course he didn't care. So he just like he kind of told people how to actually do a loophole within GameStop. Within GameStop. But my biggest thing is that's the problem: the fact that they have this product pushing stigma, which makes people feel uncomfortable. This is the yeah. whole system. It's like if Pixel Hunt was like we have like products and stuff. Like, come on, guys, buy our merch. Buy our merch. Like, like eighty percent of this uh, this radio show was us like. Pushing out that get the <laughs> like pixel cups like and stuff, like, you know, like, and then we gotta rebrand or something like, like that, like, you know, like how you can listen to us on SoundCloud. Yeah, I knew That's it. Right, I yeah. knew it. I knew it. The smart man. Over All here. three of us were like, leaning listen. toward our mics for that. Show. And listen, if you like the conversation here, you can find us on SoundCloud. Look up Pixel Hunt. It'll be the one with a bunch of videos. And chibis. And chibis. And don't forget to look up us on Twitter with yeah. uh, Twitter slash uh, at Pixel Hunt. At yes. a Pixel Hunt. Correct. At Pixel Hunt. But yes, I. But I, I completely agree. Like th that is the that's the brand 
that currently that it's like where it's, it's like it's hyper capitalized it's super it's, capitalized it is really it's, like it's as distant as you could probably get from actual people who play video games even though like a lot i know that there are people who work at gamestop who actually care about video games but as a result of management they have to do so much stuff that like is not it does not help they, they're poor sales strategies. So people don't like being sold to. Yeah. That's just not it. So, and, and can we and can we not just also think about this? The the managers, the, the higher ups, that's less stress on them because they're not product pushing. They're just like, hey, let's make a let's make a company that's all about gamers. Of course, business is, is always going to play a part. And well, yeah, well, they actually need to make product. money. But with this, I like it where it's like, hey, if we get everybody down here. Uh, just having them, having people hang out in the store more often, uh, emphasizing game people playing video games in the store will probably get people to buy more games within the store. Probably. Even if it doesn't get them to buy games, they can stock small things like snack items. Yeah, they can get Actually, partnerships. My local game store did that. They yep. can yep, get same. small partnerships with nearby like pizza joints, yeah. like Critical like, Hit and Gumby's. Actually, yeah, like. Um, yeah. They can, uh, like, any number of different ways that they could make a small extra bit of profit just because they'd have people in the store for a long period of time who, because we're human and our bodies need sustenance occasionally. I'm a human like you guys. I require nourishment and sustenance. Totally not a robot or anything. (laughs) Wow, you guys took that in a very weird direction. When I was was human, I mean, I am human. I was a human. I mean, I mean... Still, I'm a human. <laughs> yes, I'm humans. <laughs> uh, that, like, the problem, though, is that what I'm afraid of is they'll have all these people in the store. They won't have any sort of way for you to get refreshment. Like, there won't be any water available. Um, the Like, the water dispenser in the break room is only for employees. And everyone who comes in has to get the same shill experience just, as a regular customer I'll, at GameStop nowadays. It's like you're, you're trying but you're failing. I'm just concerned about the melee players when they get in there. Uh, <laughs> yeah, Maybe that... they could pair with Febreze. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's, gonna, it's just about to I'm say. I'm so sorry. Well, and they're gonna need they're gonna need a way to like desalinate this, the air oh, yeah. because so it's gonna get. Salt. I've heard I've heard about the esports Smash team. Joel, Yo, I've heard the the esports and those melee players. Oh boy, those basement lords. <laughs> no. More like the cave dwellers. I still wish I was that good though. No, like no. You know what a basement lord is? Well, uh, from from the stories I've heard of someone basically staying in their basement all the time. No, 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 oh, no, no, no. It's it's basement lord is like the person in your friend group who's the best at Smash. Oh, who's oh. like the one who's really good? And so what happens is like at a local tournament, like all these basement lords show up and they're like, "I'm the best in my friend pool," and then they get rocked by a dude in a 3ds. <laughs> yep, uh, cool. that that happened to me. <laughs> I, it was I, great. I thought basement lore was like more of a wider term because I've heard basement lore from uh, almost anything. Maybe uh, that's what I, it's it, uh, for me. It's a fighting game term that I learned from the super best friends. So. Oh yeah, I was to say a, more of a basement lore was in my sense of just someone who stays gets really good at a game, but you know they they smell, they have odor and stuff. You open up the door, it's like they have a cave troll. <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll admit, Pat does not stop talking about like melee players. You know, I'm I'm happy. It's yeah. <laughs> 
like the stereotypical wow player from that south park episode <laughs> right oh my god how do you kill that which has no life yes <laughs> yeah, exactly <laughs> i i love that though that we have that so they, they partner with febreze there's misters that just febreze the whole place <laughs> you the, like the vegetable vegetable like dispenser thing i also i'm excited for the inevitable cringy gamer fuel uh Partnerships, oh God. yeah. Oh, but you know, yeah. Get, some, you know it, get some Mountain Dew, Code Blue, Doritos. Oh, you Doritos. know, you know the news broadcasters. You know they might, you know, like might start going around. Oh, that would be hype if there was, if like, if your local GameStop had commentators. That would be so hype. Oh, we could oh. do it. We could do it. But you know, just like news broadcasters, you know, they're like, you know, like, oh yeah, you know, GameStop is starting to change stuff. I can just imagine the interviews like you just get this really. <laughs> what? Is this really overly like? Big husky mouth breathing, dude. Is that what you're thinking? Yes. Stop. It's too much. This is cyberbullying. That that Stop has cyberbullying. That has already happened so yes. often. That happens at every Evo, every does, esports yes, tournament. Yes, it does happen because you have somebody who is not socially awkward and is right. walking around with a mic and holds it up to it's one like, of the players, hey man, how's it? and they're like, uh, and it's like it's this hilarious room. with a professional player. Yeah, 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 it's like this really, breathing. really sweaty dude. Yeah, it, it happens he all just, the time. He just happens got out of loser's bracket, and he's just like, uh, you know, I played really, played really well. Yeah, <laughs> Th- threw their controller across right. the room. Ooh. Dude, oh Is man, some of, the, some of the salt rage quits at Evo are like, they are just. Imagine we see that more at a GameStop. That's bro. probably tilting. Yeah. yeah, sorry. So like, how do how do you deal with how do you deal with players? They're gonna institute a BYOC rule. Yeah, a BYOC, and yes. also like I would say that the the store managers are like refs, where it's like you disconnect like that, you do that, you get you're out of here. You're man. banned. You disconnect yeah, from you, the, you're banned from you this. Disconnect from that, you're disconnected from the well, store. If it's if it's an official tournament, right? Or even, I don't know. I still I mean, think no. if, 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 if it's, if it's not, if, if they break the controller, then it's yeah, theirs. tell yeah. them to to leave. Well, well, yeah. No, 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 no. no. Oh, if they just rage quit. I assume they're going to provide controllers. Probably. Well, if they like, that's, that's just a it. cost they have to accept. That's true. But and what they if, can afford. That. But what if you're you're hosting like a local tournament and this dude like just blows up and freaks out on him and disconnects then yeah he forfeits the tournament ban him he forfeits the tournament he's he's out of the tournament he can stick around but if he starts bothering people then you kick him out that seems fair that's just normal that's fair though I think you just said something that's really smart though you know how uh, ice skating rings they provide like the socks and the you know the the shoes and the the, the like a bowling alley yeah do or yeah like a bowling alley like you know you guys they could provide the controllers so that's what that's what the that's what the door charge gets you is use of their equipment if you don't want to pay the door charge, if you want to pay a reduced door charge, you bring your own. Yeah. Or they'll oh. give you a Mad Cats. <laughs> <laughs> if you don't pay the entry fee, you get oh. a Mad Cats. Oh, oh Mad Cats. <laughs> oh. It's so and bad. It's like you. Uh, excuse like, me, I got a, I got a hairball. Sorry, my, my A button has actually stuck into place and I can't. And unstick the aim It's button. actually in the recess <laughs> like, what? of where the button lies. <laughs> Excuse me. It cannot be pressed anymore. Like, uh, my, 
my controller doesn't have a B button. Takes <laughs> takes the controller out of the packaging and your shoulders already don't work. <laughs> the button is actually sinking into the controller yeah, as we speak. So I'm watching it happen. It's being it's sucked like, back into the recess. Nothing but the clacking <laughs> the of buttons, mad the cats. The B button's full of maggots, Jimmy. Uh, it's eating my hands slowly. <laughs> but, uh, I, oh my gosh. <laughs> it is, it would, again, that is, but that's how legends are made. It's the dude who shows up doesn't bring his own controller, takes the Mad Cats, and just and wipes dominates. The, just dominates, dominates that tournament. Unable to shield, unable to grab. And still just like... Can't the, do a side B because his side <laughs> buttons are sticky. And if you notice, the, the, the directional movement's always tilted to the left. <laughs> <laughs> But somehow still manages to wipe the floor with everyone. Let's they go. would never see it coming. I, and then reality collapses. <laughs> <laughs> As a man uses a Mad Cat's controller to, to dominate the tournament. Somebody stop him. That's what illegal. Is, he can't do that. He can't do that. Well, then, and then somebody, like, after they after he's left, picks up the Mad Cat's controller and just their hands start to sink into <laughs> it. Because it was he's actually an Eldritch Abomination, it's, and um, he has tainted that controller no, forevermore. The, the, the controller uh, is like orcish technology from Warhammer. Oh, it only yes. works because you believe it works. <laughs> yes, he, he was so single-minded in his belief like, that he could, that it was the best kind of controller. <laughs> That he actually, like, made it functional. Yeah, his inputs became faster. (laughs) His inputs became faster and more accurate, despite the controller's physical defects. There's, like, a cam that's on him hitting the buttons, and he's, like, not hitting buttons that... To, that correspond to things that are happening. He's not actually hitting buttons. He's just kind of like gripping the controller in weird ways, He's like massaging the, the plastic yeah, it's, casing. It's the Hollywood version where you're like, where they're like not playing in a Hollywood movie where they're playing a video game, but they are not playing a video game. Yeah, where they're yeah. where the where the screen that the the characters are looking at is behind you, and they just have a controller in their hands, and they're wildly mashing buttons in a way that corresponds to no game anyone has ever played. Yeah. and you can hear the sounds of a shooter and. You can hear, like, okay, that was somebody firing. And if they're playing the game I think they're playing, that should have been him pressing a right trigger. So then what is he doing? But he's, like, he's wildly manipulating both control sticks at the same time, which would, you know, if it's, like, a Halo game, your visual's going to be doing crazy loops. And his his hand isn't even near the trigger. Right. And you're like, what are you doing? You don't know how you're playing this game. I was... Stuff. <laughs> that would have to be a heck of a keybind custom job. Like most of most of the modern movies and TV shows I've seen, they don't even have their thumbs on the sticks. <laughs> yeah, there's just the and, buttons, th- and that's that's how obvious it is. It's it's just they're just pressing the buttons and like the D pad. Which and then makes... in old movies, it was like if they were holding a Super Nintendo controller, they'd be pressing L and R, like just mashing L and R yeah. constantly. Like, and it's like not no Super Nintendo game uses those, like Super play. Metroid, and uh, I don't know what else. But they don't make you mash them like that. Nobody <laughs> no, no, does. No, no. no. Well, um, yeah, they're not pressing A, B, X, or Y at all. They're yeah. they're just pressing. But in re- I. I... I still love... I think that this is a, an excellent move. I think... I like the idea of, of GameStop becoming more of a local, friendly... A, a more gamer-friendly local hangout again. Because that's what it used to be when I was younger. I would go there and, like, talk with the guy, the, the guy who worked there about what's coming out and, like, what's happening. Um, 
and I think that now we we might get the chance to to do that again. We might even uh, a, uh, ad amazing games done quick, add agdq agdq. Um, I think you could that be a fantastic place to hold them. Your local GameStop. Uh, there's a lot of fundraising potential. There's a ton of outreach potential. Um, I would love it if like there like an, an a GameStop Cup. Where it's like all of the regional games. There's a tournament that's just in all of the GameStops across the country, and like you can you rise up through the ranks and like you go to GameStop Nationals. And wouldn't that also really help out with the esports uh, yes. side of it too? And it could become a feeder. <laughs> Sorry, it's a sport. I've never thought I'd say like this, but like. These GameStops could become feeders for professional esports. Yeah, and I, I, yeah, that's sure. a sentence I was not expecting to hear this evening mm-hmm. or ever. Yeah, like uh, you know, you 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 do well enough in the Invitational GameStop tournaments. Oh. Maybe you get recruited by the hey. the Houston. What are they? Outlaws. Outlaws. Yeah. Hey, T- hey Tyler, remember that time you told me? Oh, he told us that. I think it was like last episode, actually. It was uh, you talking about when you're playing Apex Legends. That guy was like, "Hey, you know, look at my Twitch stream and <laughs> yes. stuff." You're gonna get a lot of people that's probably gonna be like, "Yeah, oh, I'm a Twitch streamer." TTV. Oh, uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah, check out my Twitch stream and stuff. You know, you can check it out. I'm just gonna pwn some noobs. Sorry, I didn't have enough time to look at your username, considering you left you the second you went down. Yeah, where it's like, <laughs> "What's that? Match started. We've landed, and you're dead." Oh wow, we haven't even dropped yet because you didn't get your main. So you left. Cool, cool, cool. And it's crazy because I, I know that's that's gonna be one of the big things too. That a lot of people are gonna have that local content. Oh man, so there's, yeah, yeah. There's mm. gonna I I again like the it's gonna be a complete rebranding. The managers are now gonna have to become like officiators and like actually have to manage these types of events. And like you're gonna have to learn how to deal with some really difficult people and like true customer service. Oh my god. Um, yeah, it's gonna be difficult, especially when you're when the, the Politana main gets uh, smoked in the in the final round of uh, of the championship, and it's like I I was stolen from. What a bad character. Well, my biggest question is if they actually do pull this off, and it starts becoming more of a positive, uh, has a more of a positive outlook on it. Would you guys maybe want to work at a uh, GameStop after that? I don't. I wouldn't mind it. I, are you it. asking me if I would want to work at a GameStop? Yeah. Uh, God's no. No, yeah. I will <laughs> go, I'll go to that. I, I'll, I'll do it, but like, I'm, I don't want to... I'm, I don't know. I'm content enough with my job currently. <laughs> I, I have ridiculous amounts of social anxiety. I do not want to be dealing with difficult people in stressful situations with prizes and pride on the line. No thank you. I will stick to my bookstore. <laughs> I guess yeah. I'm the man for the job. <laughs> Go for it. I like my job enough. Yeah. Same. <laughs> yeah. I, I. Yeah. I'm. I'm good. Uh, but it'll encourage more people. Just people who are already working in there to actually want to enjoy their job, but also gives again gives a more breather for the company in a sense to bring more life to it. Yeah. I'm, instead I, of feeling really depressed when you walk in. Yes. I. I am interested to see where this goes. And I believe that perhaps we could be seeing the rise, the re-rise of GameStop. Resuscitate the pride and accomplishment. Um, From the ashes. So uh, we have about 10 minutes and there is a story that I think we're going to cover real quick at the very end here. (laughs) That's kind of funny. It is uh, 
a Yaku- there's a Yakuza uh, a Yakuza spinoff game in Japan called Judgment uh, that recently sold 97% of its stock following the announcement that the game would be pulled from shelves in Japan because one of the voice actors was found to have had cocaine in Is his system. Is this the same dude that oh, voiced man. Olaf? I don't know, uh, but Pierre Taki was arrested on drug charges. It's uh, dumb. And it's for Sega. Um, I wanted so, to play that game. Yep. It's being pulled from, Jap- from well, shelves in Japan. Yeah, shelves in Japan. It I, reached, I know it was together. coming to US later this yeah, year. Yeah, it reached number three on Amazon sales rankings. Um, so, yeah, the decision to pull Judgment was taken fairly quickly, who connect, conceded that there was no correct way to deal with the situation. I can see it from both sides, and this is according to... I just want to make sure I get that right. Toshihiro Nagoshi. Sorry about the name. I can see it from both sides, he added. So when it comes to why I voted for halting sales, it's because it's just... it's. Just after release. If it was an older game released a considerable amount of time ago, our priorities may have been different, but when it was something that has been released only several months prior, I think it's a different conversation. Um, so, he squashed rumor like, there will be no sequels to this spin-off game. Um, the game launched in on December 13th last year, and there's currently no word on how this will impact the US and European release dates slated for June 25th. So, like so one guy mm-hmm. does some coke. Yeah. And they cancel an entire product line? Yeah. Exactly. That's, and one that's that dumb. Actually really sold overkill. And how, like, you said that this had recently been released, but that it was, I mean, the numbers you quoted sounded like it was doing pretty well based on it its was doing, release. It was doing really, it was, it was released in Japan in December and it was doing really well. And then it came out. And now they're pulling it. I, I and I, I do. I, they say it's because it was so cl- like because it's only been out for a couple of months, and I don't understand why something like this is, is why this action is being taken. It seems way too drastic. Uh, I have to I assume have to it's agree. culture, cultural. I think so. uh, well, because yeah, because we saw this, this happen. I'm Disney. not sure if this is the same guy. Because we saw this with the guy. I will look. It's a huge fear of PR disaster. I- I mean, I can understand with the whole Disney thing with that 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 being a whole PR disaster because it's Disney. You wouldn't want that within your franchise. Who? But Who are you talking about? James Gunn? Olaf. The, the, yeah, the Olaf dude. Oh, the, yeah. Yeah, but like... Josh Gad. But this... No. This, no, 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 no. The, no, the, oh, uh, the, the, the one in Kingdom Hearts. Yeah, yeah the, the Japanese one in, voice actor. Okay, yes. Right. But for a Yakuza game, or a Yakuza spinoff... It's the same guy. Pierre Taki. Wait, what? Same dude? Called mm-hmm. it. It's Olaf's voice. It's, it's Olaf's voice. Yep. The same voice actor. Okay, never mind. Yep. Okay, pull it back. Pull it back. Okay, I had all my pains just drifted away. All right. Never mind. Yep. Mm-hmm. This guy is <laughs> stupid. This it's, guy well, the caused fact that a he lot was problem. A significant loss of profit from two major game Are uh, they going to sue him? Maybe. I don't know. Uh, I don't think he would be worth enough to cover the loss. Yeah, it, it doesn't make any sense to me why, like... I, it seems like this is uh, again. It might just be the perception of drugs, but like, what does it matter if a voice actor? Would, like, I don't mean. And again, like, I don't mean to sound callous, but what does it matter? How does it affect the game? If it's not like the game's endorsing the actor's habits, I guess by having the performance in there, it's, I, I they don't they... like the idea of like 
having selling a product in which that type of performance was done but like the people who were making the game didn't know at the time it wasn't a conscious decision it should reflect more on the actor right i yeah i i feel like i feel like they think that that actor has it's like more of an influencer perhaps and so they they probably think that oh if he you know did coke or something and his voice was just happened to be in there and someone might like his voice I don't know, just something like, you know, like, you got fans of that, you know, voice actors and right. stuff. Cause so why don't you do it what, what Disney or Square Enix did and just, like, patch him out and replace the voice actor? So that was actually done with another game in the Yakuza series. Really? Mm-hmm. Which one? So they're remaking their HD up-resing 3, 4, and mm. 5, and that's getting released in Japan over the course of, I think, this next year. And... Uh, in the fourth game, I believe, there's this character who, I, I don't remember what he did. He did something, the, the voice actor did something outside of the game, and so they got a new actor to voice all of the lines over again, mm-hmm. and patch that in. It's like, a, it's like a sense of shaming the person who did that, and it's I It's a loss of guess, face. Yeah. yeah. But I, it's... I think part of this, what you were saying, Malcolm, about, um about it reflecting more on the actor than on the company, there is a sense in our culture in which that would definitely be true. Like if this happened in the US, the focus would be not on the company who would probably just brush it off and say, this was his thing. Or just, yeah, we, we did no not know associ- what this yeah. was going on. We're no longer associating with this actor. We're, we're gonna get a new one if we, do, if we do anything in this universe again. But that's because we're such an individualist country right. where everything is on the individual. And voice actors are very much kind of their own agents. Voice actors are yeah, are lone wolves in the in the industry sense. They're they're not part of the development process. They're brought in much later. They yeah. have no say about what their character does or says. They just read the lines that are given to them. And so their actions outside the studio can be taken as their actions not reflecting on the company but in a society in which the level the sheer level of individualism that the u.s embraces is not a part of the society that's a very good point there's gonna be much more difficulty extricating any one individual involved in the creation of that work from the message of the work and i think the um april's point about you know influencing um would be would tie into that really well. Like if, if the developers are afraid, oh, this person is really popular, they're all over the place, they've done a lot of work, their voice is known, and it's also known that they are using yeah. really potentially harmful substances, we don't want that. Yeah, and I... I do still think they're I overreacting actually, a little bit, pulling the entire game off yes. the shelf. What they should do is like hold back the sales just a little hold bit. Hold back like, the sales, patch out the voice, and I that's what I think. And it's still, a lot. Like, I feel like it's it a seems, lot of work for them. Seems but unfair still. to your to your American fans because people like the games. And They're not good just games. that. To the Japanese fans, who, the people who haven't even bought the game yet in Japan, right? You know, the, you know, they they won't be able to experience it unless they go to someone else's house, of course, and, and get the game themselves. Now, but, yeah, now these copies are gonna get real. Rare. Well, yeah, they're gonna get they're gonna get expensive, and then they're gonna get real cheap real quick. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, cause someone's gonna, someone's gonna figure out how to dupe them. Yeah. And then, yeah. They'll wow. be, then they'll be on the shadier parts of the internet and can't guys, keep it down forever. Guys, guys with, big trench, with big trench coats full of PS4 games. You want, <laughs> the, hey, you want the latest Yakuza? <laughs> Got Kiwami 2. 
three and four too. And they're like, and you're like, that's not even out. And you're like, how do you know? <laughs> how do you know? <laughs> I developed it. <laughs> I developed it. It's It's Soldier Boy in a trench coat. Uh, it's a Sweden oh. game. Oh yes. Oh yeah. <laughs> that would be something. Sweeting is the practice of uh, creating a low-budget copy of a movie, and it's actually a pretty cool art form. Like a bootleg? Not exactly. It's where you hire your own actors and you create like a... Like a chopped-off leg. Like a like a version of the movie using your own actors, and you shoot it, and you try to recreate it, or you try uh, to reimagine it in some way. It's called sweeting. Okay. That sounds funny to watch. And you Not might, to buy. And you try to do that with a game, so like it's like... <laughs> monochrome <laughs> pixel graphics the game plays for you because everything's all acted out <laughs> it's, yeah, you buy the bootleg game and it's a movie uh, of the game <laughs> kingdom hearts mm. but yeah I'm, I'm still just thinking about this whole situation and I don't want to sound too morbid but I'm very curious how people would have reacted if instead he had overdosed or that would be interesting if he passed away mm -hmm. because at least in our society there's a very strange double standard where yeah if, where say away. like an actor yep. passes away a musician passes away from a drug overdose uh they're usually revered and it's seen as a yeah. great sadness or you, or you look and at heath it, ledger like, and you're were, like yeah. yeah 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 and like everyone loves heath ledger and he was incredibly talented and it's it's very sad that he passed away and he needed help mm -hmm. uh whereas if you're still alive you're shunned entirely and you're not someone to be helped uh you have to just push him out yeah as soon as possible mental health cultural stigmas odd Yes. So I'm curious. Pixel hunt. <laughs> I don't. I don't know if, um, in in Japan that that cultural difference would result in in the same double standard we have here. Uh, but it, it is. It's a really strange reaction to someone. It is very. Who seems odd. like they have a problem. Okay. Uh, and instead of trying to help them, you know, maybe still removing him, but but like just completely like dissociating yeah. him. From the company and ruining all future prospects. So, at least in that we are we are at time. So, hmm. uh, if you guys have if if anyone has anything else to add on that, we that's probably where we'll keep it. Okay. Sorry to end on a grim note. No, that's, <laughs> I, I think it's a conversation that we should absolutely have. Um, thank you, ladies and gentlemen, for listening. Once again, if you liked what you heard here, you can find us on SoundCloud. Look us up, Pixel Hunt. Uh, or you can find us on Twitter at ApixelHunt. Uh, thank you, ladies and gentlemen, for joining us once again, and we look forward to seeing you next week. And if we you guys have anything final to say, we love you guys because we are llamas. No, we're what? All right. Speak for yourself, sir. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> more I'm a berserk an, llama. I'm more of an iguana. Yes. And hasta luego. <laughs> Good night, ladies and gentlemen. All right. Why? Why? Why are you looking at me? I don't know. I thought I don't have anything to, to add uh, to the llama discussion. Maybe Some you want to say from... goodbye. All right. Well, goodbye, everyone. Thanks for, thanks for showing up. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs>